On today's episode, we'll take a look around the NHL at a few different players that you, the listener, would potentially like to see the Stars pursue at this year's NHL trade deadline. We'll talk about Jacob Verana, Tyler Bertuzzi, and Brock Besser on today's episode of Locked On Stars. Your Locked On Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Howdy, Stars fans. Welcome back to the Locked on Stars podcast, the only daily podcast covering the Dallas Stars, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Dane Lewis, your local expert on all things Dallas Stars hockey, Coming to you on this Friday, February 17th, and this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more and visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started today. And whether this is your first time here or you are a recurring listener of the show, thank you for stopping by and making Locked On Stars your first listen of the day. Be sure to hit that subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube or the follow button on your favorite podcasting platform or free and available no matter where or how you choose to consume the show. And we're talking a little bit more about the upcoming NHL trade deadline. Yesterday, we talked about why this year's deadline is vastly uh, important and maybe even more significant than trade deadlines in the past, just given where the stars are as a team, as an organization, looking to contend and win a Stanley Cup this season but obviously still with some flaws, uh, needing some depth scoring, needing to find some life on the power play. And so we talked about that. We talked about Vlad Tarasenko and how that move maybe influences how some other trades go down around the league. And then I wanted to open up the floor to you guys, the listeners, the viewers, and see who, who was on your radar, who was on your mind uh, in terms of players that the Stars could potentially pursue as we're just a few weeks away from the NHL trade deadline with a lot of expectations that Jim Nill and the Stars front office will make some sort of move. And the first guy I want to talk about comes from uh, the Detroit Red Wings. We'll actually be talking about two different Red Wings players today. Uh, Robotic Otter, which is a pretty cool name, left a comment on YouTube, uh, a pretty lengthy one, but basically getting to the point of he wonders if Jim Nill is looking at a guy like Jacob Verana. Uh, a guy with veteran presence, a guy who's been in the playoffs before, actually won the Stanley Cup back when he was with the Washington Capitals, back when they won it in 2018. A guy who can score goals, uh, has had a little bit of trouble in terms of injury and maybe some off-ice issues, but that's a player that Robotic Otter on YouTube wanted me to discuss. And it's a very, very interesting player to, to look at, Jacob Verana, a left-wing player for the Red Wings, uh, formerly of the Washington Capitals, as I mentioned, drafted 13th overall in 2014 by the Caps, hasn't played in the NHL this season since October 15th, only two games under his belt in the 22-23 campaign. Verana entered the NHL uh, slash NHLPA player assistance program back on October 19th. That program uh, exists for players uh, to receive treatment, whether for mental health issues or even at times substance abuse issues. Uh, Verana, at least from what I could find, hadn't really spoken up on, on what those issues he was facing were. Not necessarily any of our business, but I mean, good for him for seeking to get some help with whatever it was 
what, whether it was mental health related, substance abuse related. Uh, hopefully he, he is better on the other side of being in that program. He left the program in December and, and has been playing a lot of games in the American Hockey League with the affiliate of the Red Wings, the Grand Rapids Griffins. And so that's really where he's been as of late. He's recently been called up to the NHL roster, but hasn't played a game yet. I'm actually recording this on Thursday afternoon before the Red Wings game against the Calgary Flames. It's night two of a back-to-back -back for the Red Wings. Verano was practicing with the Ed, uh, with the Red Wings the day before, or practice before morning skate before they played the Edmonton Oilers. Did not play for that game. So maybe by the time you're hearing this on Friday, maybe Verano played against the Calgary Flames. But as of recording this around two o'clock central time, in the afternoon on Thursday, hadn't seen anything indicating that he would suit up. But you have to take into account he hasn't played a lot this season. And there's some injury concern, nothing too alarming. Uh, he had so shoulder surgery last season that sidelined him for 56 games. Last season, Varane only played 26 games for the Red Wings, 26 games played, 13 goals scored. And he's been doing really well whenever he was with the Grand Rapids Griffins. Uh, a little bit earlier on this season, 17 games played for them, six goals, five assists, 11 points in total. Actually, it was kind of on a hot streak right before he got called back up to the NHL team. He had points in eight of his most recent nine games. But like I said, back on the NHL roster, maybe he played against the Calgary Flames on Thursday night. And then the, the I think two more road games left for the Red Wings on their trip. Uh, they'll be in Seattle, and then they'll actually be in Washington, ironically enough. But there, there's a lot that, that goes into Jacob Verana. Obviously, he was a guy with, with a ton of expectations coming into the league, going in the first half of the first round almost 10 years ago. But this is still a guy who has some, some youth. I mean, still still relatively young, all things considered, but also kind of has you know the veteran presence as well. Again, being a guy who's been to the playoffs before, who's been to the Stanley Cup Finals, knows what it takes to win a championship. And at the end of the day, he, he's simply just a, a fantastic goal scorer, plain and simple. I mean, if you're not super familiar with Jacob Verana or his game, I encourage you to go check out some highlights of him, whether it's on YouTube, the NHL's website. I mean, this kid can score goals, and that's really his best attribute that he brings to the ice. And the Stars desperately need that. They need that secondary scoring, and they need a winger who can play alongside Tyler Sagan. And I think that that could be a potentially interesting mix. We've seen Sagan still show some great flashes this season. He just hasn't had that consistent cast alongside him uh, that really can elevate that line to, to greatness that we've seen from the top line and even that third line uh, with Wyatt Johnston, Jamie Benn, and Ty Delandria. Verena also can slot in on the power play as well. So you can maybe substitute him in for a Mason Marchment, a Denis Gurionov, quite literally maybe with Denis Gurionov, if he is a part of some sort of trade package uh, for from the Dallas Stars. And really the, the biggest hesitancy, I think, with Verena could be his cap hit, $5.25 million. The Stars, according to Cap Friendly, sitting at about $1.2 million in current cap space. But the Detroit Red Wings are in an interesting situation where they have about $20 million in current cap space and could possibly uh, retain a, a good chunk of Verana's cap hit, maybe 50%, if they look to trade him. Uh, and there hasn't been any crazy heavy trade rumors, but he is a guy whose name has popped up here and there, uh, according to sort, certain sources around the NHL. And so the question is, what would the Stars have to give up for a, a guy with a high ceiling 
like Jacob Verana, who does have a little bit of wear and tear, some injury concerns, possibly maybe some off the ice issues. Again, hopefully his time uh, in the NHLPA assistant program benefited him and he did what he needed to do in order to get himself back on track. And hopefully uh, that is the case both for his career on the ice and also just his life off of it. But the stars, I think in return, I mean, draft picks are so weird with the stars this season because they only have a second round pick and then, you know, a fourth, fifth, sixth, whatever. They don't have a first round pick or a third round pick due to some moves that they made last year at the deadline and right before the start of the season this year. And so you look at that second round pick maybe, but Detroit already has two second round picks their own. And then also one that they acquired from St. Louis and the Nick Letty deal. So maybe you look to a future draft pick, maybe maybe a, a first round pick in 2024, and then maybe you look to add a player as well, like a Denis Gurionov, uh, maybe even a prospect like Riley Damiani, Matej Blumel. I think both of those guys have a, a good amount of upside. We've seen both of those guys w- with short stints with the NHL team, Blumel this season, Damiani last season. But I mean, I think maybe one of those guys are potentially worth giving up for a guy like Verana, who if he's able to stay healthy and if he's able to you know, c- control himself off the ice and live a clean life away from the game whenever he's not at the hockey rink practicing or playing a game, I think it could be worth adding a guy like that to the Stars roster. Because again, this guy scores goals. He's a fantastic offensive weapon uh, who can just let it fly. He's really good on special teams, really good on the power play. And I think that he could elevate his game playing alongside Tyler Sagan and also get the most out of Tyler Sagan at this point in his career and whoever else is on that line, whether it be Mason Marchment, who I imagine would probably still stick around on that second line. Maybe we see his game get elevated as well with a, a pure goal scorer like Jacob Verana out there on the ice. But let me know what you think about the stars potentially adding Verana at the trade deadline. Well, we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we're going to stay in Detroit and talk about another player on their team, a guy who has a little bit more buzz around his name, not just with the Stars, but with several other NHL clubs as well. We'll talk about Tyler Bertuzzi right after this. Today's episode of Locked on Stars is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Are you looking for a delicious treat, but you don't want all the fat and calories? Then you've got to try a Built Bar. What makes them taste so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. And they come in unbelievably delicious flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. And I'm not quite sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. They're good for you. They're healthy, but they also taste delicious. Only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't have to wait around to get your very own box of Built Bars. For years, we've been talking about ordering your Built Bars at Built.com, but now you can get them at your local Walmart or sam's club so don't wait any longer go to your local sam's club or your local walmart get yourself a box of built bars or you can always learn more and order from built.com i want to thank you again for making locked on stars your first listen of the day be sure to hit that subscribe button if you're watching on youtube or the follow button on your favorite podcasting platform continuing on talking about players that you the fans you the listener the viewer are wanting to see added potentially by the Stars at the trade deadline. And we saw two Detroit Red Wings uh, get suggested in the YouTube comments and on social media. Jacob Verana, who we just talked about last segment, and also uh, another winger for the Red Wings, Tyler Bertuzzi. 
A lot of people have mentioned uh, Tyler Bertuzzi in trade talks, not just attached to the stars, but this has been a guy who for the past few months uh, has been mentioned saying this guy's probably not going to be on the Red Wings past this season. He's 27 years old and going to be a UFA at the end of this season. He has a $4.75 million cap hit, which isn't a major cap hit. And also you can take into account that maybe uh, the Red Wings, again, could hold on to some of that cap uh, retain some of it and make it a little bit easier for the you know contending team that is looking to add Bertuzzi to their roster. Tyler Bertuzzi, though, just like Jacob Verana, just like any player uh, that gets acquired at the trade deadline, does come with a fair amount of risks. He's only played 22 games this season and only recorded eight points in those games. There's been some injury problems, but without the injuries, we know that Tyler Bertuzzi is a special, special player. He was nearly a point-per-game player last year, 62 points in 68 games played. 30 of those points were goals. I mean, this guy's similar to Verana, has no problem putting the puck in the back of the net when he's fully healthy. It's just a matter of can he stay healthy, can he stay out there on the ice long enough in order for him to fully make an impact on the team that he's a member of. And, and I mean, there's still so much to offer, maybe even more so than a guy like Jacob Verana, because there's so much that he could add to your game. Of course, you're looking at him to potentially slot in at the wing position on the second line with Tyler Sagan, and he has a, a little bit more to offer, I think, than Verana, although I think Verana might be a better pure goal scorer. Bertuzzi has some nice attributes as well. I think he provides a little bit more of a two-way game. He's a really good skater, and I think he can play both sides of the special teams. He's shown some flashes on the power play, but he also has recorded some decent minutes on the penalty kill as well, and I think even has a shorthanded goal uh, that he scored at some point during last year's campaign. So it seems like he's a guy who could play in just about any situation, maybe even in three-on-three -three overtime just because of the way that he can skate and also defend pretty well for a forward. Uh, you know, which is not necessarily easy to come by a guy who can score 30 goals in a season, but also play some pretty decent defense on the other side of the ice. So I think adding him, there's a ton of pros and really the biggest con to potentially adding a guy like Tyler Bertuzzi is his health. And of course, again, it's not just the stars that have been mentioned when talking about Tyler Bertuzzi. One of the biggest teams that we've seen linked to him, or at least that I've seen linked to him is the Edmonton Oilers. But and this might not be as big a deal, but I know last year was a big deal that pretty much every NHL player was vaccinated with the COVID-19 vaccine. But Tyler Bertuzzi, he wasn't. And to my knowledge, he still is not. And I know that, you know, that that's not as big of a concern in our world now, depending on where you're at. But maybe that could play a factor in whether or not that Tyler Bertuzzi goes to a Canadian team. And I'll just say, and we all know it, especially if you live in Texas. I don't think that that would be an issue at all if he were to come play in Dallas. And may maybe it's not an issue in Edmonton. I'm not fully caught up on what the regulations and laws and rules are up in Canada because I don't live there. But I I've heard, I think even, uh, you know, Elliot Friedman, Jeff Merrick on their podcast, 32 Thoughts, they, they briefly mentioned that as well. I think that's a something to consider. But again, I don't see that being an issue at all for the Dallas Stars. I think he would, you know, fit in just fine in that regard, but also just in terms of you know the lineup and where he could slot in on the roster and obviously it's probably a pretty similar return for the Red Wings that they'd be looking for if they were to give up either Tyler Bertuzzi or Jacob Verana maybe some sort of draft pick whether it's this year's second round pick or a pick later on down the line 
and then maybe an NHL player, maybe a, a young prospect, a Mate Blumel, Riley Damiani, and then maybe Denis Gurionov. Although Gurionov's going to be, uh, in my eyes, pretty difficult to to send to another team because you could say, oh, well, he just needs a change of scenery, but that's another big risk. I mean, just like any player getting traded at this year's deadline, there's pros and cons to adding them. And we know that Denis Gurionov has upside. He hasn't shown it recently, though, and so so a lot of teams are probably very hesitant to go out and add a guy like Denis Gurionov because he hasn't really shown that he can be an effective player this season. But you have to imagine if the Stars have an opportunity to move on from him and get a guy like Bertuzzi or Verana, they're going to take that opportunity in the blink of an eye with no hesitation. Well, we're going to take one more quick break, but when we come back, we'll talk about a different player. We'll move to the Pacific Division and talk a little bit about Brock Besser and see if he'd be a good fit for the Dallas Stars. More on that right after this. All right, closing out today's episode of Locked on Stars, talking about one last player that was mentioned in the YouTube comments uh, on yesterday's episode, maybe looking to add a player from the Pacific Division a team that is in a little bit of a rebuild or retooling right now, the Vancouver Canucks. Brock Besser uh, has been heavily mentioned across the NHL as a player who could be moved at the NHL trade deadline here in just a few short weeks. He is a right-wing player, 25 years old, which is kind of weird. It feels like Besser's been around for quite some time, but is still a relatively young player and still has a good amount of his career ahead of him. And obviously, we all know people that follow the NHL, the Vancouver Canucks are, are one of the most disappointing teams of the season. They're an absolute mess right now, and, and they're just kind of all over the place. They, of course, had the whole Bruce Pedro situation. They basically fire him, let him go. Rick Tockett is now in as the head coach. Bo Horvat gets traded to the New York Islanders, uh, but they extend a guy like Andre Kuzmenko. But now Brock Bester is one of those players that a lot of people are unsure about what his future is in the NHL. And, and Besser has maybe had some of the most adversity faced this season. When you just look at everything that he has been dealt over the past several months for starters, I mean, it begins off the ice. He had his father pass away right before the season got started. Uh, uh, just an awful situation in general for anybody, let alone a professional athlete who is expected night in and night out to come out and, and compete and contribute to his team at a high level, just an awful, tragic situation. Brock Pester's father passing away. The, the team and organization, the Canucks, just seem to be in a very bad spot at the start of the season. They're still not necessarily in a great place now, but the team organization is seemingly in shambles. He's dealing with a, an upper body injury, a hand injury, and of course, he's just been in trade talks, what feels like for the majority of this season. And you have to imagine that's pretty distracting for a player like that, who, again, is already dealing with so much off the ice. And then even just with team chemistry on the ice and things of that nature, no wonder people say his game has been lacking this season, especially in the goals department. 10 goals, 25 assists in 47 games played, also at a minus 19 and plus minus, which not very many players are in the, the positives on the Vancouver Canucks, but especially a guy like Besser, you, you don't like to see him being in the minus 19. But again, that's just kind of the state of the Canucks at this point in time. Although, even though the season has been less than ideal for Brock Besser, similar to Bertuzzi, we know that Brock can be a very special player. 29 goals, 55 points, and 62 games played in his true rookie season in the 2017-2018 season. He was a Calder Trophy finalist alongside uh, Clayton Keller from the Coyotes and Matt Barzal from the Islanders, who ended up taking the trophy home that season. 
Brock Besser got off to a very great start in his career and has had some pretty good fortune after that and then has kind of just hit a rough patch this season, again, alongside all of the things that he's having to deal with off the ice as well. And so you have to take all of that into account that maybe if he just gets out of Vancouver and goes to a less toxic environment, I think that that you know, alleviates some of the pressure that is on his shoulders. Obviously, there's still some things that are probably lingering on his mind. Uh, again, it's never easy to to lose a family member, to lose a loved one. And, and we, I mean, even with guys like Mason Marchment, we know that his father, you know, tragically and suddenly passed away this past offseason as well. We, we know that's never an easy thing to do to continue to try to find a way to move on and, and play professional sports after losing a loved one. So, of course, there's still some of that that he's dealing with. But he goes to a, what is seemingly just a much better organization like Dallas. Things are not as toxic here as they are in Vancouver, it seems. But the tricky part with Brock Besser is his contract situation. A $6.65 million cap hit, uh, and this year actually kicked off a three-year contract for him. that goes through the 24-25 season. So it's a lot of money and still a decent amount of term left on that contract. You have to ask yourself, how much would the Canucks be willing to retain if they move on from Brock Besser? And is it worth getting a guy for that long? And maybe you have to give up a little bit more in return to the Canucks, just given their situation. I think Detroit is a little bit closer to being a quote-unquote relevant team again than the Canucks. The Canucks, I think, have set themselves back a little bit farther uh, than where the Red Wings are at right now. So they might be looking for a little bit more in return, whether that's a, a more highly touted prospect whether that's more draft picks, whether that's more players on the NHL roster. Of the three players I've mentioned, I think Besser is probably the least likely for the Stars to acquire, but you never know. If you get a healthy Brock Besser who just gets that, that fresh start, that change of scenery, you slot him in alongside Tyler Sagan, maybe we start to see some flashes of the Calder finalist Brock Besser that we saw just a few seasons ago back in 2018. 18. But let me know in the comments down below your thoughts on all three of these players, Jacob Verana, Tyler Bertuzzi, and Brock Besser. And of course, let me know if there's anybody that we missed, and maybe we'll do another episode like this sometime over the next few weeks before the trade deadline hits. And then, of course, uh, be sure to keep it locked in here as we'll be closely monitoring the star situation. And if they make a move, we'll, of course, be talking about it right here at Locked on Stars. But that's going to do it for today's episode. Thank you guys again for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day. Remember to hit that subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube or the follow button on your favorite podcasting platform. We're free and available no matter where or how you choose to listen. You can also find us on social media at Locked on Stars on both Instagram and Twitter, as well as my personal Twitter account at Dane double underscore Lewis. Thank you guys for tuning in this week. Hope you have a great weekend. We'll be back here on Monday where we'll be kind of walking through and reviewing the Stars games from this weekend. They take on the Minnesota Wild tonight, and then they'll be taking on the Columbus Blue Jackets at home on Saturday. A big four points up for grabs this weekend, and the Stars need to go out and make the most of that opportunity. But enjoy your weekend. Hope everyone has a great Friday, and we'll see you back here on Monday. Monday.